0: You're listening to Spark Reunited, a series of shows celebrating 25 years of broadcasting on the Student Community Radio Station. Whether it was Utopia or Spark, the people featured on the station have made it into what it is today. You're listening to season 1 of Spark Reunited. Everyone interviewed in this season attended the event for Spark's 25th birthday in November of 2022. In this episode, our guest is the owner of Diva Web and head of TM Studios, Chris Stevens. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Spark. I'm Don Brown, and you're listening to a special edition of Spark Content. I'm here with one of the first utopians, Chris Stevens. Hello, Chris. Hello, it's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for joining us. I understand you come from Manchester, is it today?
1: Yeah, so I live in Manchester now, but I was at Sunderland Uni from ninety six to ninety nine, and then I stuck around in the city for a couple of years working at Sun FM
0: afterwards as well. I've written down for myself to so break the fourth wall a little bit, to welcome you back to St. Peter's campus, but I understand that's not actually correct, is it? It's yes,
1: sadly, I'm old enough that uh, when I I was here doing the uh the media degree st peter's campus didn't have any media in it at all so we were over <laughs> on chester road based <laughs> in the forster building uh we had Weirmouth there as well it was the old we fm studios that have mm-hmm. become part of the uh part of the media course over there and while some of these buildings existed they were just for computing mm-hmm. um
0: and uh, me- the media stuff came along a bit later yeah. oh wow so so when you first got involved with what was what uh, was it even Utopia at that point? Was it still called Utopia when you first started off?
1: It was. So the first RSL was eighty-seven point seven Radio Utopia. Now nah, there you go. And then we did a slight rebrand, and it became Utopia FM, mm-hmm. and it moved to to one hundred and seven. Of course, the frequency yes. that Spark is on now. It's still today. And we did um, some RSLs mm-hmm. during that time, and it was all out the Foster Building, okay. and it was um, yeah really good fun.
0: Oh, perfect. So, and how were you involved with the first kind of ones? Were you presenting? Were you producing? What kind of faculty were you involved in?
1: A bit of all sorts, really. I mm-hmm. did, um, sitting on the first Radio Utopia, I wasn't very involved because I was quite new to the uni at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when it became 107, I did an afternoon show and I did a lot of the production and I was involved with the management of it. I even designed the logo that went on the t-shirts. Oh, so a uh, bit of all sorts. Uh, and I loved being on air. I really enjoyed getting involved with the, the production side of things
0: as well. And it gave me a chance to, to try out lots of stuff. Oh, perfect. And you're in the studios today here at the David Putnam Media Centre. How does these actually differ from the ones you were using in the former FM studios?
1: Well, the bizarre thing with the FM studios, partly one thing was the the walls would fall off if you leaned on them. That was strange. (laughs) Um, But it was a really weird mixing desk that had come from Australia. And so all the buttons were in very strange places. And it took quite a lot to get used to. And yeah, we had Open Reel in the studios. We weren't weren't really using it, but it was all there. Uh, Looking around and, you know, seeing what's, what's at the campus now and particularly the new studio that you see as soon as you walk into into the building it's the, the the tech is great and i always think if if the tech is great it means you can just concentrate on broadcasting mm-hmm. without worrying too much about whether things are going to work or not so um yeah it's it's wonderful i've i work now with a lot of commercial radio stations in the uk and elsewhere around the world and i i've often thought that the studios here are actually better than a lot of the commercial stations i, I get to work with
0: well, I'm sure Grant and everybody behind the scenes will be very pleased to hear that. Um, so you say that you've obviously you've had a lot of uh, different radio stations and things like that. Uh, Caroline always uses you as a shining light. You're always brought oh, up, Chris, uh, in, in class. So I'll just let you know uh, behind the curtain. <laughs> what are you involved in now uh, in terms of job-wise? Could you just let us in to know what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, sure. So I've
1: ended up very much in the world of radio production. I have a company called DivaWeb that operates out of Media City. There's five of us that work there. And we we effectively operate as the production department for radio stations that are too small to have their own in-house teams, but still want to sound really good. So uh, we work with uh, a lot of broadcasters across the UK, such as uh, Nation Radio and Jack FM and Fix Radio. Uh, then we also work with stations in other parts of the world. Um, we do everything from imaging to commercial production to some show production. And then there's occasional uh, one-off projects of of rebrands that we'll do. Just done some sound design for the BBC, for Five Live, uh, a whole range of of different things. And then also, I'm one of uh, three people who own TM Studios, which is a US-based jingle company in Dallas. And we make jingle packages for stations, uh, predominantly in the US, but also around the world as well, so a bit of all sorts. Never a dull yeah.
0: day. <laughs> like you said before, before we came in there, there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> Never enough everything. time in the
1: day. Well, I used to also run Chris Country, which is a radio station I, I launched about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but my wife and I have a toddler and yeah. <laughs> there were really just not enough hours. Yeah. So um, so Chris Country is now called Countryline and I've stepped back from that. Uh, but, but yeah, lots going on, lots of time zones, lots yeah. of different radio stations and it's, uh, it's always really exciting.
0: Uh, penultimate question. What would you say that your... You've noticed the most is the biggest change, obviously, from when you started off uh, on Utopia to where you are now. What, what's the biggest change in the radio industry as a whole, maybe, it's that's obviously a big meta kind of question, but uh, have you noticed one, maybe, thing that's changed the most?
1: I think the biggest change, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of change in, in so many ways. I think the biggest change is the amount of content available to listeners, and that goes beyond just radio. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was driving up to Sunderland last night, and the number of things I could listen to, not just the immense number of radio stations now with with DAB um, that are available at pretty much anywhere in the UK, but also all the podcasts I could listen to, all the streaming services, you know, Spotify and so on, uh, the amount of audio, the amount of content available is massive. And so much of it is really good as well which means that I, I find there's just not enough hours in the day to listen to all the stuff I want to listen to. So I think it's actually it's great from an audience perspective that all that's out there. Um, it does mean that us content creators and broadcasters really need to focus our minds on what we're doing yeah. and how we're doing it. When I was at Utopia, you know, there was Sun FM and Metro and the national stations and us doing the student radio, and that was pretty much it on the dial. And there were no podcasts. And streaming was not really a big thing back then. You know, people didn't have the data plans on their phones and the devices. And yeah. uh, so, I think that's the that's the exciting thing mm-hmm. is that you know you can make something it can be heard all over the place in so many ways. Yeah. But that also means we have to really make sure we're doing it well.
0: Yeah. One more thing then is just what do you think if someone was to come up and ask you, this is the question you are always going to get asked if you come back to university. What would be the one piece of advice that you'd give to somebody maybe who was in your shoes when you started off at university who was looking to have a career as as illustrious as yours?
1: (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Um, (laughs) Try everything. Mm -hmm. Give it all a go. It's really interesting. Looking back at the the, the students I was studying with, it was those of us that were doing Utopia or doing Degrees North, the student newspaper, uh, or, or doing other work experience that ended up getting the jobs in media and I think that's because we were probably unbeknown to us we were, we were networking and we were um trying we were seeing what we liked as well and what we were good at you know whether it was karen doing uh news karen white is now on metro breakfast or claire mm-hmm. savage who uh now produces shows for itv and was was doing lots of stuff on degrees north um or or Phil Stocker and Dan Cocker, who I'm sure get mentioned regularly, who are doing amazing things uh, down in London. Yeah, Um, you know, we we were trying things out and and doing stuff. And, you know, and I appreciate that's a hard juggle, uh, particularly, um, you know, with studies and with with part time jobs and everything else. um, But trying stuff out, I really wanted to be a radio presenter. That was my thing. And it was through trying loads of stuff out that I discovered that firstly, I was a mediocre radio presenter at best, and secondly, I loved production, mm-hmm. and it's because I had the chance to trial that kind of stuff out. So I think give everything a go. And the other thing I'd I'd mention is that these days stuff sticks around forever, uh, so just have half an eye on what you're putting online, be it mm-hmm. stuff you're creating, or be it socials or comments on forums or whatever else because this stuff sticks around you don't want to get a bad name mm-hmm. before you've even started Gosh. um by maybe saying some things that were are perhaps uh, insensitive or, or whatever mm-hmm. else and i think that you know the, the idea that today's news is tomorrow's newspaper does not exist anymore mm-hmm. at all and hasn't done for a long time um yes. you know you only have to see any time a new politician gets signed in that everyone rakes through that old tweet to yeah, say what tweets. they yeah might have said 10 years ago uh, as a joke, or when drunk, or whatever else, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, I think I think just be aware that this this stuff sticks around for a long time. I've lied to you, Chris. I do have one final question. Have as many
1: as you like. It's fine.
0: <laughs> that final question is: if you could just sum it up for me, what would be your uh, one best memory about uh, Sunderland University, and maybe more specifically, Radio Utopia?
1: Oh, there was. There's lots. I think being on the air. Um, with with people I really enjoyed doing stuff with was so exciting. Actually, you know, being on the air, mm-hmm. not knowing who's listening, who's out there, uh, that was really exciting. Um, we had some student nights at Manor Key, the old night, student nightclub. People actually turning up for them was, was really cool. Um, and, it, you know, it helped me get my job at SunFM because people at SunFM could listen and hear stuff. And uh, that was really exciting. And yeah, I, I loved it. I, I had a wonderful time.
0: For more episodes from former members of Sparking Utopia, keep listening to Spark Reunited, sparking your interest in media.